elegant weapon for a more civilized age. And gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 451. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay, the Jedi Ross, and it is so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies here with me again for the 13th year of an elegant weapon podcast first show of the new year joining us to kick things off for 2024 he's my favorite uncle he's yours he's the handsome genius himself he's anthony rutgazer welcome to the show anthony hey kids we're gonna take it uh we're gonna take it old school anthony Oh, we're gonna go. Happened. We're gonna go way back to the beginning here, and you're all gonna excuse me while I flick my bick. Dirty hippie. Dirty hippie. We're taking it back this episode, Anthony. After 13 years, I think it's time to go back to the beginning. Okay. Are you gonna uh, explain what that means? I will explain what that means. I hope so. All right. Um, first all of all, I've got to get something out of the way. Because uh, we might have a few new listeners. I don't know if we do, but we might. Okay. Because I reached out to my TikTok audience. Uh, things have grown for me on TikTok. Uh, they have gone very, very well. Okay. They continue to go well. Uh, if you want to check me out on TikTok, I share my lightsaber collection as well as other toys and comics and things. But it's mainly me sharing my lightsaber collection. Just doing it for fun. You know, got a big mouth. I like to show off my things. And I started making TikToks like maybe a year or two ago. I can't even remember. Started showing the lightsabers while the whole goddamn thing blew the fuck up. So I've been telling a few of the kids on my TikTok Check out my podcast. Uh, There's a lot of younger viewers uh, on my TikTok. I just want to preface this show by saying, if any of you younger viewers or listeners from TikTok uh, are joining this episode, please understand that this show is explicit. Fuck Uh, yeah, it is. uh, (laughs) I'm not quite as uh, as velvet uh, tongued as I am on the TikToks. Um, You know, uh, expletives will fly. Uh, It is still fun, and I'm not saying we're a crazy, vulgar show. Um, I just want Uh, kids to know because there are a lot of kids, Anthony. Like uh, this whole new audience uh, of kids. I mean, I think they range from like eight years old to like 22. A lot of them, right? So I just want to be sure if anybody happened to pop over, because a few of you did seem to get excited about the fact that I had a podcast. Mm -hmm. Welcome. But know that this shit is a little bit, you know, uh, a little bit adult and uh, it's not purely lightsabers. Okay. Um, I'm going to make goddamn sure it's adult. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a hard show to do. Just talking about lightsabers and not like showing them or anything. Yeah. All right, so here we go. This is why we're taking it back. Uh, 13 years ago, uh, I was a podcast listener. Just loved podcasts. Fell in love with the whole thing. Always loved the art of conversation. Always had a big mouth. Always was a talker. Uh, Always a bit of a fan of Kevin Smith. Uh, My ex-wife actually was a monstrous fan of Kevin Smith. Uh, And part of the reason I knew him so well, but it was more her thing than mine. Until he began to podcast. Uh, and then slowly, uh, you know, I became more of a fan of Kevin Smith and all the guys, the Rogans, um, you know, everybody who was doing it back then, the Mark Marins, fucking Adam Carolla. You remember all the, you know, the OGs of the situation, right? Yes. Many of whom can go fuck themselves at this point. Oddly enough. So at that time, I'm also on Twitter. So this is a beautiful time for podcasting, and it's a beautiful time for Twitter. This was the early days of Twitter when it was just magical. I met a lot of people that I still consider dear, dear friends, if not family, uh, on Twitter, you know, fucking back in like 2010, 2011. 
Uh, and I kept listening to Kevin Smith and he kept saying, everybody should have a podcast. This is so easy. Anybody could fucking do it. Everybody should do it. And I thought to myself, okay, I will do it. Kev. I went down into my basement with my good friend, Sean. We hit record on my iPhone on the voice memos. So I just put the iPhone on the table I hit record and we lit a giant fucking joint. We smoked that joint. And Throughout the hour of conversation, we talked about a great many things, including Portuguese man of wars, uh, and we recasted uh, Voyager, Star Trek Voyager, uh, yes. for if they were going to make a movie, we recasted it, and we talked a lot of shit. We got super high and we laughed our asses off. It was a horrible, horrible episode. It doesn't even exist. In fact, if you go to the very beginning of this feed, you'll see that the very first available episode of An Elegant Weapon is episode seven. Because previous to this uh, hosting account that we're on with Podbean, we were on another, which was like a free account we were using and trying. Yeah. And we put our first seven episodes out on that. And then we had to real we realized we got to pay for more. So we bought an account and the first seven episodes were lost. And then Sean couldn't even find him on his hard drive. Oh, so that the, sucks. Yeah. So the first seven episodes of an elegant weapon are gone with the ether. They are non-existent. We, mm. we'll, we'll never fucking hear them. But I remember doing them. And they're some of the ones I remember most because they were so much fun. And, you know, things carried on. 70 episodes in, Sean leaves. He decides to go do his own thing. I continue on and morph the show into more of an interview show. I start going to more conventions. I start doing more panels. I start doing more live recording. And out of this grew what most of you regular listeners would know, you know, the fucking 33 of you out there that, you know, what an elegant weapon is today. So I did that for years. Once in a while, I would take a break. Sometimes you need to, you know, go on hiatus and just, you know, take a break, find the joy of it again. Always came back around. But it's been hard this year. After the pandemic, uh, I went through a bit of a sticky situation. I'm not going to get into that situation, but I will get into what came out of that situation. And that was the realization that I have a severe codependency problem. <laughs> now, the funny thing is, Earlier this year, Kevin Smith himself, who started this whole goddamn thing for me, disappeared for like four or five months. And when he came back, he told us all about how he had been away getting therapy for his severe codependency. <clears throat> and I thought, holy fuck, I get it. I fucking get it. Because I've spent the past year doing the same goddamn thing. I set three goals for myself this year. I was going to stick to my therapy hardcore. I was going to spend as much time as I could with my 12-year-old Padawan because he was about to turn 13 and not want anything to do with me anymore but want to hang out with his friends and all that shit. And uh, just work hard, pay down some debt, save up some money, did that too. All three of my goals, fucking nailed it off. Found my peace, went to therapy, things were cool. But disillusionment has set in. Now the problem, Anthony, with codependency is that the biggest issue with it is that the codependent person puts so much more importance and worth onto the relationships and friendships that they have in life than the other parties may. And that's not saying that the other parties should put more. It's just the codependent person puts way too much and they get way too attached. And it all comes from silly childhood issues of having no fathers and child abandonment and abuse and all that kind of fucking nonsense. So anyways, I've been dealing with that. And, you know, it's uh, it's it's changed me as a person, especially like, yeah, man, when I started podcasting, I was what, 34. Now I'm about to turn 47 years old. Jesus criminy. Right. Things are different. That happened. It's a different world. It's a post pandemic world. I'm I've been a father. I've changed. It's been 13 years of traveling North America, doing crazy conventions, having this incredible adventure. Um, but as you heal from codependency, <laughs> the funny thing is you realize nothing ain't shit. And nothing means nothing, really. Okay. 
And once you learn that and let everything go, you can start to find your peace and you can start to work on yourself and realize who you are and how much fun you can have in the world and how much joy you can pull out of it and not need that joy and uh, validation from others. Right. Uh, you know, you notice the Sean's show's been gone for two months. This is I haven't put an episode out for like two months. And thanks again to the word burglar for fucking popping on. That was a super fun fucking episode. But um, I need to take some time. I need to take a break from the world because a lot of shit was bullshit. Uh, I left social media because I didn't want to just be part of the delivery system for attention whores anymore. And, you know, it, I, 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 I just had enough. I've always needed attention so bad. And the more you can heal from these things, the less you want the attention, the less you feel, you know, the more you feel dirty about it, the more it feels gross. You know, the more po like the more posting on things like Facebook, just feel like, look at me, look at me. I got nothing else. I need you to look at me because I can't stand looking at myself. And, you know, the more you deal with that, the more you heal with that and face yourself and face what you've done and how you got to fucking own up to shit and be fucking accountable. You know, all of a sudden you got to find new purpose in the world because everything sucks. And everybody sucks. And you realize how little a lot of shit meant to a lot of people and how much people are actually out for themselves. And I'm not here to sh talk shit humans and this, this and that. But, you know, it's a basic need. Humans look out for themselves. They're a defensive creature. They're a selfish creature. They're going to do the things that they subconsciously need to do to make that step forward. That's just how we fucking work, right? I'm trying to become more self-aware so I, I don't have to live my life that way anymore. And the less people's opinions matter to me, the more I actually enjoy people, the more I care about what less I care about what people think, the more I actually value their company and can be and have less expectations of them. Right. Managing because you're not you're not. You're not letting yourself be affected by every uh, every whim that they might have. You're just. You know, you're not worried about what they're thinking about what you're saying or doing. You're just enjoying their existence for a change. Yes, absolutely. And you don't care about their judgment. You realize I know my own self-worth and that's where it's got to come from. So I spent this yeah. whole year alone with my kid. I went to some cons. I had a lot of fun. And you start to realize all you need, like they say, uh, you know, the stoicism rings true, kids. You only need like one to three, like really good fucking friends, if any. Like, but if you have that handful, and I'm lucky enough that, you know, even though the thousands of people I have met and known and, you know, are very friendly, wonderful acquaintances uh, all over the past fucking decade of doing this, um, you know, they're not like friends. And when you look at that chunk core, I've got those three year, you know, friends as well. But I also have more. I'm way luckier than most. I've actually got a huge fucking support system of people who have been there for me and love me and have helped hold me up um, and bring me out of the darkness for fucking ever. It'd be silly to fucking think otherwise. But I also have the realistic output now that nobody's thinking about me. Nobody's thinking about you. We're not thinking about each other as much as we think we're all thinking about each other. It's just not how it fucking operates, especially in a codependent head. You think everybody's just thinking about you all the fucking time, right? And you got to realize they're fucking not. So anyways, yeah. back to the main fucking thread of this whole goddamn thing where I'm going is that I'm listening to, uh, oh yeah, get a little delusioned. And I'm not, I'm not feeling this comic book thing. Every time I feel like I'm having the same conversation and I love comics. Don't get me wrong. I'm always going to support indie comics. I'm always going to talk to creators uh, I love the whole thing. I'm trying to make a comic book myself, um, but I just got sick of the fucking same old formula, the same old routine, talking about Kickstarters and, you know, fucking same old questions. It's just, it got old and tired, and I don't want to do it the same way anymore. Um, so, you know what? I'm not. But I've been having struggles with, like, do I even keep this podcast going? You know, do, do I even care that much anymore? Um, and then I'm at work yesterday. Right. Sorry. Day before yesterday, Friday. Right. I'm listening to Fat Man Beyond. That's uh, Kevin Smith's podcast with Mark Bernardin. Mm -hmm. And they get together and they just talk news and pop culture shit. And then they answer a bunch of questions. Great fucking show. Love it. So Kevin starts talking some interesting stuff. 
And Mark's talking about podcasting and this and that. And Kevin starts getting a little bit like, yeah, you know, I don't know anymore. I don't know if I'm feeling it like I did. Okay. You know, like I've been doing this for so long and since the beginning. And like people say, you know, Kev, you're the shit and the gold standard of podcasting. But he's like, am I? Like this thing has changed and evolved so much. Like, am I even really that good a podcaster for what today's standards are? You know, I I don't keep track of what I'm saying or this, this and that. Like things are high production and and I've done so much hosting and so much Comic Cons. And, you know, I think I've said all I have to say. And he said, this is good. Hanging out with like you and just talking about pop culture. I can keep doing this. This is great fun. But as far as like being on boats, hosting shows and doing specific podcasts for specific reasons, I think I may be, you know, it was a great time. It's been a grand adventure. The tides of genres are changing and I, I'm okay with that. Mm. You know, I could be good with what I've done and and that's okay. And dude, these words like melted into my heart like butter. And I was like the guy who made me do it in the beginning, the guy who told me to fucking do this and gave me the mm. confidence and the boost and the motivation and the inspiration to do this. 13 years later after doing it, when I needed the comforting words of saying, you know, do what you need, slow down, do it how you need to do it. It's okay. You've done it. And it's been grand. He was there to say that at the exact time I needed him to say it 13 years later. And, you know, it's been fucked up with podcasting. Ralph Garman, who was my podcasting hero, he broke up with his wife at the same time. He had his kid at the same time. He lost his job at the same time. His career apart fell apart at the same time. He started a podcast. Like the like the whole thing he's gone through. Like was it, it was like like I was looking in a mirror and I was like couldn't believe that my life was like mirroring these podcast heroes of mine. Right down to the mo- point where this happened two days ago with Kevin Smith, and it's given me this warm, fuzzy, okay, it's all right if I die like feeling. And in a way that inspires me to kind of keep going, but for me and to bring it back to how it was and why I remember the early ones and why they were so much fucking fun and yeah. the, the core of what podcasting was. And that was getting high with your friends and having a good conversation. And, you know, those were the times when I, you know, as mentally ill as I probably was at the time then. It didn't quite affect my life time because we were all dumb and full of drugs and drunk and partying and having great old times, right? So things were different. That's how we got through all that shit. That's why we're all figuring out our big mental problems in like our 40s and 50s. And we have these midlife crises, I think, is because we're just too busy barreling fucking through it in like our 20s and 30s. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then all of a sudden shit hits hard and you're like, oh, I'm a giant fuck up. And I've been fucking shit up for a long goddamn time. And, you know, holy shit, we should probably fuck up a little less. And that's where we're at. So that's why here we are at the beginning of 2024 with me and this joint in my hand, a giant delicious cup of tea and my good, good friend, my longtime friend, Anthony Rutgazer, joining me on this episode (laughs) to start the year off by talking some shit. And I just talked some serious shit. So. No, that was good. What do you think, Anthony? That's where I'm at. I think it's I think it's good. I uh I I like seeing you evolve. Oh yeah. From, like a fucking from my on. from my best friend's brother's goofy friend <laughs> many years later to of uh, an important friend in my life. It's fucking uh, weird, eh? It's yeah. <laughs> so, uh I mean as far as the show goes um you know i i I've, i think i've probably said to you before make it what you want you know mm-hmm. do it at, do it at your pace on your schedule and talk about what you want if you want to if you want an episode because people who like you will follow right they'll follow you on whatever your next but here's the thing is. though is as sweet as that is um i remember in the very fucking beginning not giving a shit if anybody fucking listened. I remember when we got five listens on our first episode. Sean and I were like, five fucking people out there yeah. listen to us. 
five complete strangers sat down and listened to our conversation. And we were stoked. Like, who fucking cares if they're listening or not? I'm going to yeah. have a good chat with you tonight, and I'm going to fucking feel great about it. And that's all. I'm not going to care if anybody yeah, else. Yeah, you're, you're doing this. You're doing this for you. Um, there's there, a, a Rick Rubin quote has been uh, going around the last few weeks online, and and it's it's great. Is the audience comes last? Yes, I've heard that. Uh, yeah. you create for yourself. Create for yourself, and worry about you know what you create finding an audience later yeah um your priorities yeah. shift like my priorities of like my priorities for what i want to create to make me happy have changed yeah and i don't want to at times it's just got to feel so fake and repetitive yeah. And me not even feeling like me. And I just don't want anything in my life to be fake anymore. I'm so tired and I've learned a lot of lessons over the past two years of, of, of about fake things and yeah. hiding things and secrecy yeah. and, and shame and fucking, you know, I've learned this through my own experiences and that of others. And it, it's a, it's a nasty, dirty thing. And now I just want to live in the truth that I used to live in. Back in the days, you know, I don't want to have to be as full of acid as I used to be to understand it, but I want to get back to that, you know, when just it was the truth was the truth. And that was what real what was real mattered. Everything's so fake now. And it's uh, like I don't want to seem like I'm trying to be all hoity toity, like the world's so fake. And like, I just want to be real. Like, that's not where I'm coming at. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I just I'm, I don't want to hide faults. I just want to be me. Like you're saying, that's what I mean. I just want to be me. Faults and all. Yeah. If you like it, come along. If you yeah. don't, I don't want to care anymore. I've healed myself to a point where if you're not, if you don't want to fuck with me, I'm good. Fine, don't. I won't fuck with you. Plenty of people, I'm sure, will want to fuck around, right? So, I mean, as far as the show goes, I mean, the 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 I think the best way to move forward with the show, and you know. Uh, how I want to move forward with my own podcast if I ever start recording again, fuck's sake, uh, <laughs> is um, not to worry about uh, not to worry about who you think the audience will uh, clamor to listen to. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, who can I get that's a big enough name? I don't give a shit about them i just need a big right. name exactly because then they're the not listening for off. you they're just listening for yeah. your fucking guest so uh and and think about it as one of either two things um what do i want to say or what do i want to learn so yes, nice, either yeah. you're it, it, it's either you're sitting down on a microphone and uh and talking and it's just what's on your what's on your mind what do you need to get off your chest or a guest that you want to have a conversation with that you are excited to right. hear a story from or ask for the you know tap into their wisdom you know mm -hmm. what do you want to learn for yourself or what do you want to teach 100% audience? what yeah. are you hoping an audience will sit underneath your learning tree and uh and and glean from you you know 100 percent. yeah yeah and I, I like it that's where i used to be and um, you know and i took these past two months man i barely talked to any humans it's like you my friend leah my you know that's pretty much like the two humans i've talked to yeah. for the past like two months and it was nice though and you realize when you kind of step away from social media how a lot of social media starts off so great and then it kind of just goes sour. Mm. And, uh, you know, the, it's why the TikTok thing's fun. It's not me. It's not about, you know, opinions. It's about toys. Yeah. I share my toys. And then, uh, I did my, my second live the other day, man. And I was sitting there with 836 people just blasting questions at me about toy lightsabers. Wow. Yeah, it was so much fun. It was like eight o'clock on Saturday morning. And it's like they're going so fast I can't even see the comments. And I'm just trying to be like, yes, no, no, yeah. Ah. And then it turned into conversations. And people are like, Well, what do you think if the force did this? Or I couldn't believe it. Like this tiny little community forming just over the love of fucking toy lightsabers and Star That's Wars. Cool. It's so fucking beautiful, man. 
And I just, you know, I just, I remember when it used to be real. We used to be about Gorilla Pod. We used to be about Talk Hard. We used to be about all these fucking things. And, you know, that's that was me and Sean's mantra coming into all of this, you know, and I lost sight of things, you know. He passed away, had to deal with that. And I don't know if I ever did in the complete way as far as as far as the podcast, you know. I don't even know if I ever dealt with him leaving the podcast. And, you know, I was nervous. I wasn't going to keep going. He's the one who was like, no, this is you, man. You keep going. This is your thing. Yeah. You keep doing it. You keep going. And I did for fucking 12 more fucking years. Holy oh, shit. Well, it is not always easy to uh, to deal with uh, loss or even just change. I mean, as we record this, I uh, I'm I'm a week away from the anniversary of the date we found out Lee Motor was gone. Oh my god! Yeah, the Holy truth is, shit, the dude. truth is, like at this time last year, he was gone, and it was another week before any of us knew. Wow. Yeah, and um, that was a fast year. Yeah. Oh, a lot wow. has a lot has gone on there uh with you know i mean just based on that in the last year but and quickly and um yeah you you know you deal with it in your way and deal with it in your time yeah you know, you know? it's not gonna it's i i mean as you as you want to change and evolve what you're doing here is you want to find a new way forward. Um, that'll probably be one of the things you think about is him and uh, why you got started in, in, in this nonsense. In oh the first yeah. Place. I've been thinking about that a lot and how, yeah. and how Jay, you know, 13 years later um, handles the same opportunity. Or the same, um, no opportunity is the word I want. Yeah. Well, opportunities I mean, change as we have. It's a opportunity. Yeah. You've 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 created this venue for yourself, and and now it's you know how do you want to use it going forward? Because you're a different person than than the guy who started all this, right? You know what? The guy who started all this fucked up a lot. Yeah. Well, like I've I've fucked up a lot. And you know don't what? Don't worry, you're gonna. Don't worry, you're gonna keep. I'll, I'll keep doing. Let's just hope that I don't fucking. <laughs> gotta... No, I've been. You know, I've been guilty of some fucked up shit, some seriously selfish shit. I mean, the yeah. codependency. Uh, you know, when you don't know how it works, and then just being messed up in certain other ways that I was at the time that the pandemic started, and then the pandemic. Holy fuck being as extroverted social person as I am. Yeah. We're the ones who got real fucked by that. You know, like most of the time in regular life, the introverts, you know, it's hard for them to get out and be social and meet people. But that during that fucking time period for us folks, for the ones who need and thrive on human interaction, yeah. that was a fucked up time. And that sent me into a dark fucking place that I, I kind of crawled out of, but man, have I made a lot of fucking serious fucking mistakes along the way. I've lied, I've cheated, I've fucking gaslit. I've, you know, not that we all fucking haven't, because you all know you fucking have on some fucking spectrum in some fucking way. You're not all goddamn angels. I'm just trying to be accountable for it, and I'm trying to learn from it, and I'm trying to grow from it, and and hence through that, the podcast must grow uh, unto itself, right? Like, the whole thing. This is me, this is my voice, we are interwoven and uh, no more just, hey, kids, bullshit. I'm fucking done with that. Kids, uh, <laughs> guess what's happening? Um, due to its successful inaugural showing uh, here, April 21st. Uh, Sunday, April 21st. Sunday, April 21st at the beautiful Transact Club in Toronto, Ontario. Artsy Fartsy Comic Con 2. Yes. Uh, this is exciting, man. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking pleased about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, first one went well. I got to. Wait, I, great. I, we had so work. much fun. It was so much fun. Yeah, I got to get to work on stuff for it. 
Uh, well, basically, people, uh, if you come to the show, it's nothing but comic books. There will be no one there without co- a comic book or a book of some sort to sell you. Um, yeah, no offense. It. No offense yeah. if you, you paint really great stuff or you have a lot of prints, but uh, my there is the occasional exception to the rule, which I shouldn't say out loud because now everybody's going to think. Like a like a guy in a strip club, everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna think I'm different than everybody else. And no, there's some the exception. Un- there's you some undeniable exceptions. Book. You know what you I mean? Gotta have a comic book. The bottom of the poster says, "Bring money, buy comics." I want people to leave Artsy Farts <laughs> Comic Con with new stuff to read. And yeah. your print might your 11 by 17 <laughs> print might be the most visually stunning thing in the universe, but can't can't yeah. read it there's no story in there and there may be prints there like people have oh there'll be prints, prints there like i may but I they'll also prints. have a comic book it's but, a yeah, comic but... convention it's right in the fucking name it's yeah right fucking there comic <laughs> book convention. yeah the the baseline is uh is you uh you do comics or can we have say have appeared in a comic yeah appeared in the comic works yeah, that works. I've talked to him again. Yeah, and me, I've appeared in a comic. I have yet to make a comic. I'm working I've on appeared it. Appeared in a comic. True, trying real hard. Uh, what comic you been? I've in? appeared in. I've appeared in two comics. Which comics? The two comics that I know for sure that I've appeared in are um, Bodie Troll. Oh yeah. No, I. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm driving yeah. I'm driving a junk wagon. Right, right. Bodie Troll. <laughs> Which he did digitally, so I can't. I I, I asked him about it. Jay Fosgett. Yeah, our Jay Fosgett. I asked Jay about. Hey, uh, before Artsy Farts, I said, "Hey, do you have that page? Bring it up. I want to buy it from you." And he's like, "I did it digitally." I'm like, "Ah, goddamn you!" Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but the first comic I ever appeared in was um, uh, uh, Batman, um, uh, Last Angel. What? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a Catwoman graphic novel. Hang on. Who put you talk, in that? Talk amongst yourselves for a second. Who put you in that? Motor. Oh. Talk amongst yourselves. Motor. I didn't know Motor had done the Batman, but that's very cool. I'm still astonished. It's been a year uh since we lost Lee Motor, who is a wonderful, wonderful artist and a very cool guy. Uh, he reminded me of jazz, if that makes sense. Um, that's just seemed a way to be the way that Lee existed. I didn't know him nearly as well as Anthony. Uh, they were deep, close buddies. I just kind of knew him for through oh, Anthony yeah. a few times, but he also, uh, because I got very excited because he did the Highlander for Dynamite, yeah. And uh, I had it, and I was like, and then I realized he's like, Yeah, I did that. I was like, Oh my god, and he signed hey, it for me, and it was wonderful. So, stay save some pennies because, uh, uh, some of those Highlander pages are going to oh, be on sale soon. Shit. Okay, hang on. Let's find it here. The Catwoman, huh? Do 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 do. So, what year was this? Uh, ninety seven. Hang on. What year was this? That's going back. Nine ninety four. Oh my Whoa. god. Ninety four. Year after I met him. He was doing pro work then? Dude, he was doing pro That's work. amazing. He was doing pro work in like 92, 93. When I met Lee was at a cocktail party in San Diego. And he was doing Wonder Woman at the time. And uh, I just wanted to break into comics and had no idea what the frig I was doing. Um, oh, here it is. Not that a good is too cool. How old was he then? Oh, he could uh, have been twenty years old. He was twenty-three. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, guys are there. older than me. There, Batman hangs me off a fucking. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. How did I not know this? You're the victim of a Batman hang over the ledge. Yeah, he leaves me. He leaves me on the ledge. What the fuck, man? That's Here, legendary. Here's the saddest thing. How the 
fuck did I not thing. know this? Here's the saddest thing. I used to have the original art for this page. Dude, what what do you mean used to? Used to. I had a I had a very nice I don't want to go into the whole story. All right. So now why but I used to have the original art to that. Page. How do you not have that on a fucking t-shirt? Know. You know what? We should all do that because you know Sean Nixon, mutual friend of ours. Yeah, uh, he's appeared in several X Men comics. Okay, and that's just through him being like the biggest X Men fan I've ever met, uh, and getting to know the artists doing X Men and getting like private commissions because he's like a big time art dealer now and on the side yeah. and shit, right? So he's got he's gotten to know crazy people, and uh, yeah, he was in X Uncanny X Men. I want to say two thirty four. And he was in an X-Men legacy. Mm. And in one of them, uh, Wolverine just kills the fuck out of him. And uh, But there's one panel of bef- just before Wolverine slices him up. Um, it's a panel of Nixon's face, like looking over his shoulder, like shocked, like surprised because Wolverine's about to kill him. Yeah. It's one panel, right? And he took that panel and he put it on a T-shirt. And it's not like one of those comic ones where it kind of looks like him. Like it looks like him. Like this yeah. bird, like it looks exactly like fucking Nixon. And he wears it around on a fucking t-shirt. Nice. And it makes me want to get the uh, Fosgate put me on the cover of Spider Ham of Spider Geddon. And it makes me want to put that. It, that's we should all do that. We should, if we've been in a fucking comic, we should get it on a t-shirt. That'd be a cool little club to be in. <laughs> Dude, I cannot believe the Batman hung you over a fucking ledge. Yeah. What was that like? Left me me on the ledge. What did it feel like? (laughs) Left me on the ledge, that son of a bitch. Oh, my God. Billionaires. So, yeah. (laughs) That's Um, a trip. I'd have a giant, like, fucking six by fucking four poster of that (laughs) hanging on my wall. That's the time Batman hung me over a fucking ledge. I used to have the original art. It would be on the wall right now if I still had it. Um, but that's one of the things I want to do in uh, in Orlando is because I'm going, like, I'm going to host a couple of panels, but I'm going purely, almost purely as a tourist. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bring my sketchbooks and get a couple. I was gonna go for a week. I was gonna hit Galaxy's Edge, go host some fucking panels. Man, you're stealing my fucking vacation, Anthony. That's some bullshit. Because I gotta sit home watch my mom's cat. What kind of? See, my life well, is the Twilight Zone. My life I, is the Twilight Zone. I look around and I see there. There's one situation that I should be in. I'll see several people somewhere in a situation. I'll be like, I should be in that situation, but then I'm not. I'm somewhere else. There's some other human in the situation. And I'm like, this is the fucking Twilight Zone. I swear to fucking God. And then I come back to my grounded friend, Anthony, and he's all, oh, no, I stole your dream vacation from the fucking. That's your dream vacation. Don't don't worry, Jay. I'll go host MegaCon. Don't worry about it. I will. (laughs) You can just eat it, pal. You know what? I'm just going to sit home and make TikToks. And yeah. fucking get my dopamine hits from my 19,000 friends hanging out with me over on fucking TikTok. <laughs> you know, I'll scoop up some validating self-worth out of the fucking <laughs> out of numbers on a fucking phone screen and I'll fucking feel fine. So don't you worry about it. Well, I like to go. <laughs> I like to go to shows, especially four day shows. I like to go a day early if I can and then do local stuff. Are you going to not do Galaxy's Edge? No. How do you not do Galaxy's Edge? Dude, you're going to the Falcon. You know the Falcon's there, right? You could fly yeah, it. But and I, shit. I, I haven't seen my boy Steve in a while. So, so you and Steve. So Steve is, you know, Steve punches it. You know, you guys do your fucking thing. Steve, wait, he doesn't want to go see the... What's wrong with your friend Steve that he doesn't want to go see the fucking Falcon? odd turn of friend. Steve's a... You know what an odd friend that doesn't want to go see... He's one of those... Steve is a weird Disney freak. Like, he's one of those adult Disney fans who just... Okay, so you're just... You're (laughs) reinforcing my argument. Why aren't you going to Galaxy's Edge? Maybe. We'll see. I'm not planning it. My God, <laughs> uh, I'm not. Disney gets enough of my money. I'm not interested in. You know, it was Lando's $2. once, right? What? You know, it was Lando's once. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I understand. You see Orlando kind of. I've never, I've never been to a, uh, I've never been to a Disney. Me neither. Park. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I talk about it park. on the TikTok, and the kids are like, "Oh, you poor bastard!" And I'm like, oh. Go, "To me, going to a Disney park is like a miniature version of uh, Brewster's Millions, where <laughs> you just have to, you're, you're just gonna spend a ton of money and have nothing." real to show for it afterwards oh what a 40 dollar pair of no you may have a lightsaber <laughs> you may have a fucking lightsaber because i would become an you can make lightsabers at uh, galaxy's edge savvy's workshop man you go through oh, a whole fucking oh. thing you go through savvy's workshop you go through galaxy's a whole thing edge. and it's a ceremony and a instructional lightsaber. fucking ceremonial fucking performance fucking deal the very end, you hold up. Your oh yeah, there it is. Custom made lightsaber, and you're like, Savvy's workshop. Fucking right. Loads up. Yeah. Uh, I'll see you someday, Savvy. Check availability. All right. Uh, yeah, so you pack. Assemble shit. your lightsaber. Right. Uh, oh my god! Do you know how much it is? Do you know how much a lightsaber is at Savvy's workshop? It's like hundreds, isn't it? Three hundred or more. $219.99 American. Dude, that's a steal. I thought it was more. That's really not that much, dude. Okay, important For a custom details. lightsaber. That's important really details. Hold on. Oh, Jesus, plus tax. So 220 plus tax. Payment will be due upon arrival at the location. One lightsaber tax? per builder per experience. Right. Carrying case included. Uh it's a nice lightsaber. Okay. Uh, what is this? Uh, next, begin assembling your hilt. Parts will be provided based on your theme and cloisine pin. Oh, you get a lapel pin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the gatherers will now help you uh, select the heart of your lightsaber, the kyber crystal, which is available in red, blue, green, or violet. Oh, I'm getting purple. Fuck yeah, yeah you purple. Um, each box of parts includes one hilt, Two sleeves, or four sleeves, you pick two. Two emitters, you pick one. Two pommel caps, you pick one. Yeah. And two sets of activation plates and switches. Pick one set. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Put your own shit together. Uh, Upon hilt completion, the unused parts will be collected by the gatherers and returned to Savvy's inventory. Uh, These are not included with your lightsaber package. Finally, the gatherers will masterfully connect your hilt to a 31-inch lightsaber blade so you're ready for anything <laughs> the galaxy puts in your path. Woo-hoo. I'm uh, actually really surprised it's that cheap, dude. I thought it was going to be like three, $400 for that whole fucking experience. That's not bad at all. So it's probably a bill, bill 50 to get into the park for the day, another two bills for lights. Okay, if I could go to a park for a day, have a great time, ride the Falcon, Build my fucking self a lightsaber that I can take home with me. Uh-huh. I'm good with five bills. So that actually, okay, so five bills. Uh, and then I have a certain hookup where I could actually probably stay in Florida for like a week for like five bills. Yeah. Uh, and then the flights right now, I looked up and they're like two bills. So yeah. that's $1,200 right now, Canadian, to go uh-huh. to Florida for a week hang out fly the falcon build a lightsaber bring it home that sounds pretty fucking sweet to me yeah there's a flaw in your plan what's that you planning to eat for a week no i don't need to eat for a week (laughs) (laughs) i'll just go goggins for a week you're looking at yeah you're looking at you're looking at a two grand week i yeah well that's still you know i can fucking i'm gonna start yeah i gotta put a little piggy bank swear jar aside for that fucking shit Oh my god. Custom lightsabers are not refundable and are not eligible for discounts. Oh my god, I want one so bad. All right. Um, I think that's good. I think I said what I needed to say. Yeah. That's... Oh. Just hey, I, I oh, just there you, you go. Turned yeah, yourself yeah, off yeah, there yeah. for a second. I'm yeah. too handsy with my microphone once in a while oh, and I yeah. turn it off. You know, yeah, I gotta be I gotta be careful. Gotta be familiar with their mic. Hey, listen, thank you for putting up with that tonight i really appreciate it putting up with what uh just being like my 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 sounding board my you know it's okay my 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 what do they call it what's that tuning fork yeah 
I feel like you're my tuning. You fork. mean a tuning fork? Yeah, a tuning <laughs> fork. That's tuning what I was going for. I think I was, I was <laughs> in my head. I was mixing tuning fork and uh, dude. I'm gonna and the meter thing. What's the meter? Tick tick tick. You know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go <laughs> build a lightsaber now. All right. And then bring it, bring it and show it to you. Fuck! It's like with George. Zod was showing me his. Throw it off a cliff like ah! Skywalker. Just to fuck with you. Motherfucker. Just pitch it over my shoulder. Make into it the, the worst moment ever. That's horrible. <laughs> All right, kids. We are an elegant weapon. This is an elegant weapon. I am an elegant weapon. You are an elegant weapon. Anthony, thank you so much for everything. Uh, you're a wonderful human and a good friend, and I appreciate you. It's my pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Uh, kids, check out the hands, handsome genius uh, radio. What do we do? Handsome, the handsome genius, club genius club radio, radio show. show. Handsomegeniusclub.com. I don't say it often Whatever. enough because it's not done enough. But, yeah, uh, no, but, but you know what? I still, I still hold on. I still, oh, well, I can't show this on camera, but I've still, oh, I can't. Hold on, you can show me. We're not using the visual. I still got, visual. I still got Jim Shooter's card. I got to call Jim Shooter. Ah, nice, and, nicely uh, done. And arrange that. But uh, I'm hoping to uh, I'm hoping to turn uh, at least one of the panels I do in uh, Florida uh, straight into an episode. Oh, excellent! So, hence the hence the recorder. Well, say hello to everyone out there for me. I will. It's you know, three weeks away, and if I could pack and go to the airport right now, who's there? Like, it's a crazy lineup, isn't it? Frank like, Miller, Art Adams, um, Jeff Johns is bringing. No, no, no. Who do we know that's there? Oh, who do we know? Uh, Bill McKay is going to be there. I don't think Mendoza is going to be there. Uh, Francis Manapool. Um, nice. He and uh, Fabok are going to be at a store in Brantford on January 27. Yeah, the, the uh, new store that just opened up. Of, uh, I think it opened up the same weekend as Artsy Fartsy last year. So right, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, totally. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Is so Delaney is Delaney going to be there? Is you know, he? John Delaney? I know who you're talking about. That don't, beautiful don't bastard. <laughs> Hold on, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who's going to be there that that we know. Um, let's see here. Tony Daniels going to be there, and uh, everybody wants to do Florida, right? Yeah, dude. There were so many applications for Florida. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, Francis. Um, Okay, now we're getting it. Uh, um, Mirka and Dolfo's going to be there. Sweeney Boo. Sweeney Boo. Who else? We know Sweeney Boo. Yeah, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, Tom Grummet. We know Tom, Tom Grummet. Loves me, loves me some Grummets. They're going uh, to Florida, eh? Yeah. Uh, oh. Let's see. Who else? Um, yeah, hug them Grummets for me. I absolutely will. Bill Morrison will be there. Aaron Reynolds. Very nice. Effin Birds. Uh, Aaron Reynolds is the man behind Effin Birds, who if you follow Effin Birds on social media, Anthony actually does a lot of their work. Yeah, I, um, I'm... Uh, so follow Effin Birds. On the, yeah. uh, I do a lot of work on the, the content calendar, and I write uh, most of the uh, advertising posts. So if, if, you liked, uh, if you liked silly Christmas rhymes... Over the last few months, then, <laughs> then you've enjoyed my work. Now come find me and buy a comic book. Oh, Johnny Desjardins. I haven't seen Johnny in a while. Johnny Desjardins. Yeah. Nice. Dave Dwanch is important to me. Wow. Dave Dwanch. Dwanch is, Dwanch is awesome. I love that little guy. That's Action uh, Lab, right? Yeah. Jeff Isherwood, Chad Harden. Uh, who else do we Is McCone there? Uh, no, doesn't look like it. Fucking love Mike McCone. Um, trying to see who else. Who else Bob Camp around? doing the show. I I don't see Bob's name anywhere. All right. Well, anyways, you have a good time, and I, I do. Will. I hope you. I hope you have fun. It will, and then I'm going to send you lots. Of, I'm going to text you lots of photos and really rub it in. Like oh, a 
sitting here with my mother's cat eating fucking. Yeah, enjoy that cat. Yeah, enjoy that cat because you're not allowed to get a cat because of that cat. Well, let's try to get the. the, When's when's Calgary? Calgary is uh, end of April. End of April. Uh, Artsy Fartsy 2 is April 21st, and Calgary is the 26th, I believe. Awesome. April 11th is the Slackers. April in Toronto. Kids. You heard that theme song at the beginning of this show. That theme song is Ska Bohem by the Slackers, the greatest band in the world. How do you how do you not try to get the the band on the show? I've had three of six. Oh yeah. I'm working my way through them. Okay. Um unfortunately, because of the pandemic and uh um, the fact that I have been away in Calgary the past two years when they've come, yeah. I've missed them for like five years. Yet I've still seen them like 25 times, 25. even though I have I've seen them like I'm not even kidding. I've seen them like 25 times, except for the past five years. I haven't seen them at all because of love shit. But luckily, things to be dead. things seem to be turning out that on April 11th in uh, a new spot at the Velvet in Toronto, which I've never heard of. Um, we're going to, I'm going to be seeing them there on April 11th. So please go check out the slackers. If you like my theme song, it's the greatest uh, Jamaican raw rock and roll music in the world. Mm. Um, ska music for your friends, you know? Uh, but other than that, kids, brand new year, brand new time, brand new fun. We'll see what's going on. Uh, you, the blessed 33 out there that are checking out this show on a continual basis. Um, I really appreciate you. Um, I really, really do. And I hope you have fun hanging out. You got anything to say? Let me know somewhere. Yeah, I'm not gonna be totally. I'm not gonna be on Facebook much. Eh, yeah. things will probably cross through fucking Instagram once in a while. But kids, it's just you, me, and TikTok these days. If you're uh, uh, if you're in Toronto on April eleventh, Thursday, April eleventh, go to the Velvet Underground on Queen Street West and oh, find and the buy him a drink. Underground. Yeah, come on out, Queen Street West. Uh yeah. you should come. You know what are you doing on a Thursday? Well, uh, nothing. Not much that Thursday, that hey, I know. I got tickets. Day. I got tickets for the Jays on April 9th. Ooh, see, so you can have a fun, exciting week of of Toronto events and activities. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, I can hear the trains out there. I have trains out back in my house. It's like uh, Blues Brothers action. I'm like the Fonz because I live above my shop, and I'm also like the Blues Brothers because my walls shake when the trains go by. It's kind of fucking crazy. Uh, the kids. Hey, you louse my bed. Yeah, let's try some new shit. Um, <laughs> like doing the old shit. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm never gonna know what I'm talking about, kids. But I can promise you, even though I take a break once in a while, I'm probably gonna keep on talking. Cause what the fuck else do I got? I don't got much. I'm not good at too much. I'm pretty good at talking though, and apparently TikToking. So again, come on over. Check us out at at an elegant weapon on TikTok. And uh, have some lightsaber love with me and my friends. But other than that, uh, Anthony, thank you again. Yep. Kids, that is all we are going to have this week on An Elegant Weapon. Pack it ace.